0: Good. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, welcome to this edition of the DFS Dreamer Podcast here on the Fantasy Impact Today Network. I am Wes Easley, one of your hosts, Adam it over there on Twitter, and I am going to encourage you, make sure you like this show, leave a review, leave a comment, because my partner Pierre is always willing and able to take any questions, take any comments, take any concerns that you may have about me and my knowledge about DFS material, but definitely you can brag on Pierre all you want, because this guy told you last week, Mac Hollins, you want to make sure you play Mac Collins and Pierre. I can't thank you enough for that. He bailed me out of a little baby bowl hole I was in and not only a baby bowl hole, but a DFS hole I was in. I, I didn't do great last Sunday, Pierre, at we 31 over there on Twitter. If you have any questions or comments, make sure you follow him over there at Peewee31 over on Twitter. But I, I, I Mac Collins helped pull me out of some holes I was in.
1: Yeah. I mean, he saw the, the snap share that he, he had had the previous games. He was on the field. Had no Renfro with the concussion. Uh, A lot of folks were going to go to Devontae Adams, rightfully so. But from a value standpoint, Mac Hollins just kind of jumped out. So glad I got that right. The Coats, you know, I I told you that they were at least going to cover because that's how the (laughs) NFL works. I was like, I know it's the cheese, but I guarantee they'll at least cover and they might win and by golly, they won. So good week from a prediction standpoint. Maybe not the best uh, lineup construction by myself, but Glad I got some things right at least.
0: Hey, my Bears won, too. Your Colts won. My Bears won. What an anemic offense my Bears have, though. I don't know what your guy Eberflus (laughs) is doing. I'm longing for the days of Matt Nagy right now. Uh, Be careful what you wish for. He looked like an offensive genius, him and his staff do right now, compared to what the Bears are doing at this point. They're playing that 500 ball. Give them a Mm 50-50 shot to win it in the fourth quarter, Uh, but they'll never be able to beat a Packers team or something like that whenever you're doing that. But but still, they're there. But speaking about winners, our DFS Dreamer podcast contest, overall draft kings that we hold each and every week we got a new winner i think Barry pierre, pierre this week
1: we do uh winner was the fike uh had a 157.92 of lamar jackson at quarterback james robinson christian mccaffrey cole beasley uh made the roster there uh 4.2 points for him uh, rashad bateman uh and mark andrews to go with that lamar jackson Nelson Aguilar, Marvin Jones, and then the Panthers D from the fight, who's actually uh, my brother-in-law, uh, a really? faithful listener down in uh, Florida. So congrats cool. to him.
0: Oh, and take care down there. I hope I hope everything's going all right. I hope you're all boarded up and ready to go. Is he on the, the bad side of Florida or on the, on the other side?
1: No, he's up towards the, the north in the uh, Panama City Beach area. So okay. he, he should be safe. Okay,
0: all right. Well, everybody take care down there in Florida, and that, that's a beautiful stack. I thought, you know, that was one of my predictions I got right last week was that uh, New England and Baltimore game. I thought that would could turn into a little sneaky shootout, and, and New England hung in there. I didn't know which New England receiver to play. And Devontae Parker had a career day in one game, and he never caught a pass before that in a New England Patriots uniform. What crazy, crazy week. Last week. It, was a, it was really a nuts week right last week.
1: It wasn't. For that one, as soon as Jacoby Myers was ruled out, there had to be one. Uh, it ended up being Parker who they they got from the Dolphins, so I guess he he made up for at least one game. Not sure that's going to work out for them moving forward with the uh, the Mac Jones news, but we'll we'll see how it plays out.
0: And you, know, you thought it would maybe be Nelson Aguilar, and I love that he put him in there. And I had Nelson Aguilar in a lot of things, but obviously Nelson Aguilar is a complimentary piece. He's not necessarily a one. We've learned that last week. But then again, you know. But uh, seriously, and then again. Mike Williams should be a one, and Keenan Allen wasn't in there. And he he didn't eat at all last week. He ate two weeks. Who Mike Williams trained, man? That is a crazy, crazy little ride if you're on a Mike Williams ride in in over in Los Angeles. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it is. That that whole team's a roller coaster right now. Uh. So obviously the Keenan Allen injury, you go to Mike Williams when that takes place. You got Herbert with the rib cartilage, you know, issue that he has going on. Austin Eckler. Has not been a shell of himself from last season. Now you got Rashawn Slater, their they're all-pro offensive tackle. He's hurt. Bosa, he's hurt with a groin. So, so many injuries. It almost feels like the Chargers are cursed to some <laughs> extent when you just look at the, the good teams when they're expected to be good and how something happens where it all falls apart.
0: All right. Well, let's get into this, DraftKings. We always look at it here on a Tuesday afternoon as an early look at things, and we're just trying to break this down a little bit, get our thoughts going on what our DraftKings slate will look like on Sunday, our lineups will look like, and our stacks, and we're trying to build some of these things here. Pierre, Cleveland and Atlanta have a 49.5 point total, and they're our first uh, uh, game up here on the board, really, you know, Jacoby Brissett has surprised me to some degree. And I mm-hmm. think that he could pay off his 5,500 point total. And I don't mind stacking him up a little bit with an Amari Cooper and then possibly even running it back with Atlanta or, you know, Mariota and Mc- and then Cooper on the other side. How, how are you looking at this game? Cause I think this is a, a tackle an attackable game at 49 and a half.
1: Yeah. I like this game and you mentioned a lot of pieces. So really like Amari Cooper, uh, last two weeks, he's definitely been the, the hands-on top target there for Jacoby Bursette. Uh You look at 28.1 and then 26.1, 10-plus targets each of those games, over 100 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Falcons have one of the worst uh, secondaries in the NFL. So, like Cooper, could probably take a shot on you know a cheap guy like Donovan Peoples-Jones. Uh, haven't seen the snaps the last two weeks. Yeah. Uh, but he saw 11 targets there in, in uh, week one. Uh, he has seen the snaps. Sorry, he didn't see the targets uh, week two and week three. But he has seen snaps, over 85% of the snaps. So you could take a fly on him at 4K. And Joku uh, kind of had a breakout as well. He's down at 3,700. Saw 10 targets himself. Uh, so any of those guys will pair up nicely with Brissett. On the other side, you know, you got some options as well as runbacks. Or you can even stack this side if you want to go with Mariota. You know he has rushing upside himself that he can handle. Uh, Pitts starting to come out a little bit. You know he he finally yeah. saw some targets last week himself, only up two hundred dollars. And obviously the rookie Drake London top target there with the Falcons. So this is really a game that might be under the radar shootout type of potential.
0: Yeah, and I see Atlanta popping up in a lot of the most DraftKings points allowed by a defense in a lot of those uh, areas, Either, <laughs> any of them really. Uh, Cleveland is still down there. I don't know if that's because they have um, a slower game, you know how they usually run mm-hmm. the ball a lot and everything. They don't, they don't really take a lot of chances. They let the clock tick out. But, man, uh, when you talk about a, a potential shootout here, I don't want to say shootout, but definitely that 49-and-a-half might look a little bit low this week on this one Is is the way I'm kind of seeing it.
1: It could. They're indoors too, you know, in a Mm -hmm. dome. So that that always plays a factor without any weather type of elements.
0: Boy, you talk about a shootout. How many plays did the Buffalo Bills run last week? and they're <laughs> now they're going against the Baltimore Ravens. I mean, I think Buffalo had over ninety plays last week, which is just incredible. You think about something like that and and now they play against Buffalo this week, and this game total is all the way up to fifty one and a half. I could see this thing reaching fifty two fifty four before the end of the week. Uh, looks like a little bit of rain maybe in the forecast though in Baltimore:
1: It does look like it we'll see as we get closer to, to Sunday what that what that rain does. Um, hopefully that throw it off. Cause I, I feel like this is the game that most are going to go towards. Um, you look at just how the, the landscape has happened in Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Jalen hurts. Those are really the three guys. I yeah. think you just got to start to target. They're just hands down, you know, from a fantasy perspective, even from a football perspective, um, hands down top quarterback. So this is probably a game of the week. Uh, you look at 92, like you said, 92 plays are run by the Bills. Uh, highest total on the slate. Both these guys are priced up, so obviously Josh Allen. The highest at 8,400. Then Mark Jackson's right below him at 8,300. I'd probably lean uh, Bill's side from a, a stacking standpoint sure. just because of how much offense the, the Ravens have been giving up. Uh, you, you see them coming off a loss themselves, tough when they're in Miami, so they got to be motivated. So I like the Buffalo side. Love Josh Allen this week. Uh, Can go up to Diggs, obviously, and and Paris' top receiver. Can try to get cute as well if you want. Go with one of the secondary guys, Gabe Davis. Uh, McKenzie, who had a really big week at Mm -hmm. 5,100. Probably stay away from Crowder. He's on the field, but he's not getting any targets there. Dawson Knox could be sneaky at at 3,800. So
0: I was going to say to stay away from Dawson Knox. I just haven't seen the the target share for him. I haven't seen the mm-hmm. volume. He he really seemed to be touchdown dependent last year, and those touchdowns aren't coming this year with the breakout of Gabe Davis and McKenzie. McKenzie had a huge week last week, and now all of a sudden they got Singletary involved in the game too in the passing offense. Just yeah. so many options for them to have, and, and what a game that was last week between Miami and them. And speaking about Miami – I'm I'm thinking about this Thursday night. we got a Cincinnati-Miami matchup, right? Mm-hmm. And, and the Dolphins have got to be gassed. That defense has to be gassed at this point uh, going into a Thursday night game. So I'm just telling everybody, if you do anything at all, start stacking up those Cincinnati Bengals on Thursday because there's no way that the Miami Dolphins defense is going to be able to run around out there on the field after that short of a rest. The body just can't – I mean, 90-something plays, man. We just <laughs> don't hear lot. that. That, no, it's, it's, that's a tremendous amount.
1: It should be one of the better Thursday night games. So uh, I know we had Chiefs and Chargers week two, but it should be a good one. Um, you have the the narrative with Eli Apple and, and Tyreek Hill. And Eli was saying he shut him down last year in Kansas City. So Tyreek's ready to face him. Uh, they finally protected Burrow a little bit. I'm in mean, Cincinnati. Have to watch the news with Higgins. Um, obviously, he 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 got hit pretty hard. It looked like he was in concussion protocol. Uh, So see if he's going to play. But you still got Chase uh, Mixon's nursing an ankle. So eh, we'll we'll see what happens. I don't think I'll play P. Rhyme, but we never know. We never know. But should be a good game on Thursday if you do go from a a showdown slate perspective.
0: And two is a little bit banged up, too. He looked a little wobbly out there on the field a couple of different times. They
1: said it was his back. There's no way that your back (laughs) makes you wobble and tumble like he was tumbling. And, and I've seen to
0: it for years and he just he doesn't recover very well so uh, we got to keep an eye on that that may be one of them last minute things I don't know he's gonna go out there though he's he's, he's a Hawaiian warrior Washington at Dallas Pierre this one is a 42 and a half point total up, up, up. <laughs> this is a bad game right here <laughs> where he's looking at all stacking up everything else and your guy Carson wentz had a really bad week I can't see it getting any better for him and against Dallas I love the Dallas defense this week mm-hmm. against Carson wentz
1: yeah, Dallas D. The Washington offensive line uh, hasn't been doing a great job protecting Wentz, and you kind of see him hold on to the ball a little too long as well, as we, we saw in Indy, as we saw in Philly. So definitely the the Cowboys defense in play. From a Washington standpoint, I would look at Curtis Samuel. Uh, he yeah. seems to be the the target monster there. He's got nine, 10, 11 targets the first three weeks. Uh, so he seems to be the one that Wentz is preferring right now, even more than McLaurin. Uh, that could be a defensive uh, thing as well, where the, the defense is taking away McLaurin, But uh, keep an eye out on Samuel still at fifty-seven hundred. Dotson, you know he could have a bounce back. You know himself, he's down to the forty-three hundred. Then the the Cowboys are pretty concentrated. We might get Dak back, so I know I know Cooper Rush is looking pretty solid. But you know Dak came out of his finger sling or wherever it was that he was in. So he's. it's all about grip now and if he can get his grip back. Uh, so pay attention there. But, you know, even with him out, you still have the, the main guys in the backfield. With Zeke and Pollard, Pollard seems to have the most burst. Um, I don't think you need to play either of those guys this week. Uh, against Washington, given some other value that's likely going to open up. Um, C.D. Lamb, Noah Brown seems to be one of the targets of Cooper Rush. You sometimes get that when you have guys like on the practice squad or second, third strings, they they have a connection. I think that's the case with with Cooper Rush and uh, Noah Brown. Then uh, pay attention for tight end. uh, See if Schultz uh, is going to play. If not, you have two guys down at 2.5 that could open up some things. I'm kind of partial to uh, Peyton Hendershot uh, out of Indiana University. Caught all three of his targets with 43 uh, yards last night, uh, 7.3 points, right around that three times the value if you do need to punt that low. If Schultz is out, I would go with Peyton Hendershot.
0: It does feel like CD Lamb might be on a little bit of a heater. If Cooper Rush is in there, I, I, I think I'd like to put CD Lamb in there as a runoff from other stacks that I build anyway, mm-hmm. uh, just because the connection between those two really got strong there in the fourth quarter. It was against the Giants, but whenever you find a heater like that, that's something that you may want to ride just a little bit. And this is going up against those Washington football team, and they let up a lot of points to DraftKings uh, participants. Whenever I look at wide receivers, <laughs> <laughs>
1: they do as long as he catches the ball, you're fine. If he, he drops, it, it's another story.
0: But <laughs> well, that's it. He looked. He looked like he got a little extra juice in catching the ball after he dropped that one. Seattle at Detroit. Boy, that was a shootout mm-hmm. too. Detroit is in there. Detroit is one of those teams, cuz, that you can stack people up with and stack them. They're, they are playing some offense in Detroit, it really feels like, and scored a lot of points. Right now, this point total is at 50, Pierre, and I want to say that this one's going to go up as well in a dome. We don't have to worry about the weather that may end up uh, popping up in a lot of these other places, so this mm-hmm. looks like a really stackable game for me as well. I don't know if I'm buying into everything Thing that happened between Geno or not, but they did seem to open up that offense a little bit more last week with Geno Smith and DK Metcalf uh, last week.
1: Yeah, you got to let Geno cook, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's not Russ. Russ is prepping, Geno's cooking. But okay, all right. Looking, looking like a pretty good game. Like you said, a, a good total. Uh, this is going to be indoors as well. Um, from the Detroit side of things, this is where the some of that running back value may May come up. So we got the the situation with DeAndre Swift, uh shoulder issue. From what Dan Campbell, the head coach, is saying, it's going to be like a week-to-week type of situation. If that's the case, it's going to open up the door for Jamal Williams, uh, take the lead role. Uh, we kind of saw that towards the, the end of the game last week. He saw 20 carries, uh, 87 yards, two touchdowns, had a couple targets. Uh, so if Swift's ruled out, uh, Jamal Williams is probably going to be one of, if not the most popular running back play on the slate. You um, can even go down the to Craig Reynolds if you want to get a little different at forty seven hundred. Swift's out, uh, but I think you would just go with Jamal Williams. Actually, like the running back on the other side of this as well. So really like Rashad Penny this week. Uh, forty nine hundred. You look at Seattle; they do have a, a twenty two point eight, you know, point total themselves. We've seen Detroit struggle against the run. They gave up touchdowns to to Dalvin Cook before his injury and Alexander Madison. Uh, So you look at Penny there. I don't know if I would play two running backs in the same game, but it can be successful if they both find the end zone. So I like Penny at 4,900. Okuda for the the Lions did a really good job on Justin Jefferson. Uh, It'll be interesting who they do that with this week. My guess will be DK Metcalf. If that's the case, then Tyler Lockett will probably be the one in play. And uh, he seems to be getting the targets here anyways. He's $900 cheaper, uh, 11 targets back-to-back. So Lockett will be the Seahawks receiver. And then on Detroit side, we'll watch the news on uh, Amara St. Brown. Tweaked his ankle um, in that Vikings game. They they say it's not a high sprain, but he, he may miss a game or two. Uh, shouldn't be anything long-term or serious. But if he's out, it could open up some value there from Detroit's passing game. Uh, Obviously, sharks down at five k. Josh Reynolds at forty six hundred. Maybe even a Khalif Raymond at thirty one. And then one of the biggest beneficiaries could be at tight end, and that's going to be T.J. Hawkinson forty one hundred. Continues to go down in salary. Yeah, get in the end zone, which helps. But uh, Hawkinson could be in play also.
0: Yeah, you uh, talk about uh, uh, DeAndre Swift, and uh, is that right, DeAndre Swift? Yeah, Uh, you talk about that, and we we always want to say, well, you can't predict injuries. Well, you can't predict injuries, but we've been all all of us have wanted Swift to stay healthy for half the season. And now at some point, you know, during our his his career in the NFL, he's just one of those guys, man, that you that you kind of in draft rooms for me and redraft leagues or whatever, you tend to stay away from just because he he hurt you so much. And yes, we we can't predict injuries, but it sure seems like the table is stacked against him every once in a while.
1: Yeah, it, it does, and it's tough. Hopefully it's not serious. He is a talented running back when he's on the field, but I mean, you gotta be on the field. You gotta stay healthy. And it's why Jamal Williams has been one of the better handcuffs.
0: Yeah. And uh, you talk about the rushing upside for Rashard Penny this week. Yeah. They've given up a rushing touchdown. They gave up three that first week versus, uh, Philadelphia, one for Scott, one for Sanders, one for Gainwell. They gave one <laughs> up to Gibson in, in Washington, and then they gave two of them up last week. So, yes, Rashad Penny might be able to have a pretty big week this week, Pierre. I I like what you're thinking about there. Next game, we got the, the Los Angeles Chargers versus my Houston Texans. No, not my Houston Texans. <laughs> I disowned them now. They, they lost. Uh, oh, there you <laughs> go. <That was laughs> this quick. is in Houston. This is in Houston. It's in a dome. This is one of those weird games, man. It's 44 and a half right now. You talked about all those entries for the Chargers. And I was kind of stuck in a pickle a couple of different ways last week whenever I had to decide whether or not I was going to play Justin Herbert. And, man, it really looks like he shouldn't have played at all last week. But uh, it stopped me from playing Geno Smith in the Scott Fishbowl. to be honest with you. I'm like, ah, I'm not going to take Geno over and injured Justin Herbert. That'd be crazy. I little did I know. But <laughs> we got him traveling to Houston this week. Houston seems like one of those teams that can really fire it up pierre i got to stay away from those chargers though this week man
1: yeah i would like to see them get healthy i don't know that's going to happen anytime soon uh obviously we mentioned you know both on defense slater the the tackle um if there is a get right spot it could be houston um herbert's still worrisome uh with the rip cartilage issue they need to get austin eckler going if that's gonna happen this would be the week uh, for mm-hmm. Austin Eckler, we, we just saw what Khalil Herbert uh, did to the Texans, uh, even as a, a backup coming out once uh, Montgomery got hurt. Jonathan Taylor's one big game this year has come against the Texans so far. So if uh, if Eckler would have a big game, it would be this one. So maybe look at him at, at 7,700. Still worried. You know, he's not getting the, the touches that I would like. Um, One of the receivers you'll have to watch um, if Keenan Allen's still out, either Mike Williams or, or Joshua Palmer will be in play. Uh, But the the Keenan Allen news is going to be key there. Keenan Allen plays probably bumps down both of those guys. Um, But just watch uh, throughout the week, since we are recording this on a Tuesday night, uh, see how that develops on the other side of the Texans really on a couple plays, Brandon cooks. He's always going to be in play at 5,800. Then uh, Damian Pierce, Seems to be taking over the, the backfield finally. We, we had the Burke hit, uh week one, but the last two weeks, Pierce has been the guy. I saw 20 carries and 80 for a touchdown against the Bears. Uh, They're in week three in a losing effort, uh, 18 points. If he gets that again for 5,600, uh, you'll be perfectly fine with that. So uh, Damian Pierce will be in play at 5,600.
0: I don't want my home league to hear me say this, Pierre, so I'm trying to whisper a little bit. <laughs> I've looked at Damian Pierce's schedule, and I really don't like the way it's shaking out. I I think he's a sell-high opportunity in redraft leagues, possibly, if you look at the schedule. So I'm just putting that out there as somebody that uh, you may want to sell high on uh, for Damian Pierce for the rest of the season. And, and yes, I I love what you said there uh, about those wide receivers for – for Los Angeles, especially Joshua Palmer, I really like him. I know Carter made a big impact that first week, but I'm not going to fall for that. You know, it really looks like a Palmer, and that's about it uh, in that in that room right now. Hey, Pierre, the next game is Tennessee and Indianapolis. Boy, you're going to start getting all hyper and happy and <laughs> high. Uh, Matt, my question to you is this: We were talking about any of the DraftKings players, which one was going to reach 10K first, dude? There's not one that is is 9K on this slate. <laughs> <laughs> gotta, they, they've all been below 9K, and I don't think we have Cooper Cup on here, but uh, because nah. he'd probably still be sitting at 9,900 or whatever, but uh, still nobody at 9K just
1: looks kind of funny. It is, it is. I, I told you, like, depending on what Taylor and Cup did, would be the if we ever got to 10K, and obviously Taylor's had two lackluster weeks in a row. Uh, Cup even wasn't too great last week. I know he got a touchdown, but it was one of his lower scoring outcomes. He is on Monday night. He is still 9,900, but that doesn't help us on the main slate. Uh, both these teams got off the, the snide, so we we had the the Colts obviously big win over the Chiefs at home, ugly game, uh, but we'll take it. We needed it. Then the the Titans kind of similar uh, got a win over the Raiders, who are the only 0 and three team uh, in the NFL now. So congrats to Devontae Adams who decided <laughs> to leave Aaron Rodgers wow. uh, for Derek Carr being 0 and three, but this should be a this is an important game early on in the year. So we the Colts lost to the the Titans twice uh, last year. Lie that blame uh, obviously went to to Wentz, but um, we'll see what takes place. I do like the Titans defense just because our offensive line in Indianapolis is awful. It is so bad, and it's like the highest paid offensive line. But yeah, uh, it's it's amazing how how poor our offensive line is. Like the Chiefs had free rushers that whole game. Matt Ryan, I think, is averaging 1.6 seconds um, before he has to throw the ball, wow. which is the lowest of his career. Uh, so the Titans are going to be, you know, pumped up for this game. So I don't mind their defense. I think you can always play Derrick Henry. Um, he kind of finally saw some targets, you know. <laughs> so he got six targets, which is amazing for, for Derrick Henry. That happened once out of his, what, eight or nine games that he played before injury last year. Um, 25 points last week. So uh, he'll, he'll be the the guy that the Colts need to, to slow down. Uh, usually they have A.J. Brown to throw it to. That's not going to be the case. So we'll see what happens with, with Burks or with Robert Woods. I'm not really big on either of those guys. So it's really just Henry. Uh, maybe some Tannehill since he can. Vulture touchdowns here or there. And then the Titans defense. And then on the, the Colts side, um, still think Matt Ryan can be in play. Again, I'm, I'm worried about the offensive line sure. uh, for the Coats, But Jonathan Taylor, you could play him. Any week, honestly, and hope he just breaks out one. Naheem Hines, I don't mind, at 4,700 this week. Could be involved in the passing game. He saw, you know, five-plus targets all three games this week. Uh, Against Tennessee last year, he had a a touchdown, had five catches, 54 yards, 18 points. You would take that at 4,700. Then at receiver, uh, Michael Pittman Jr., uh, still in play, 7,200. Obviously, the the main threat um, and target for the Colts there, so you can play him. Alec Pierce, I think, is going to ultimately be the wide receiver, too. I'm not sure why Paris Campbell's getting more snaps than him right now, but yeah. I know he's coming off the concussion, but I do like Pierce. He's kind of like that big body that can go up and get it, similar to, to Matt Collins, who just played the Titans last week. Um, so you can take a shot on Alec Pierce. Uh, wouldn't touch the tight ends for the Coats. I know that, that Jelani Woods had his coming-out party a bit, two catches, <laughs> two touchdowns. Don't expect that to happen again. Don't go necessarily chasing points. Um, Coach defense, probably not unless uh, Shaquille, formerly known as Darius Leonard, is back in the lineup. That's when you can play the coast defense. Otherwise, I'd probably stay away from them as well.
0: Yeah, and and same thing with any of the tight ends for... The Tennessee Titans, I know that Austin Hooper's one of those names we kind of gravitate towards a little bit because we recognize it, but he's just not doing anything. And Jeff Swaim, he caught a touchdown last week, but he is just completely touchdown dependent. So, yeah, I, I agree with you on all those things. So that's that. that's well, might
1: score because we're, yeah. we're awful against a tight end, but I wouldn't book on it.
0: No, and, and you can't. And I loved how Tennessee did get, like you said, Derek Henry, more active and involved in that game last week they in a must-win. They were in a must-win game. I mean, you, I'm not. It's hard to say that whenever you're only in week number three. But I mean, they would look really bad. And so they went to Derrick Henry, and they just plowed that horse all game long. And I just wonder yeah. if that's not going to be the, the game, uh, the game, the game. Whatever
1: the game (laughs) game plan, plan. the
0: game plan, the game plan until until that train stops. I just wonder if that's not going to be that plan. And I really honestly I wish Indianapolis would get that way, too, with Jonathan Taylor from a fantasy standpoint, but also from a fan standpoint, because I hate to see Matt Ryan struggle with that. But I saw yeah. Matt Ryan struggle with that all for so many years in Atlanta. And, it, boom, it's right there again for him. And I thought that he wouldn't have to struggle with it being against that offensive or playing behind that offensive line that's so good in Indianapolis. So I don't know what's going on. They're not
1: that yeah, good, clearly. Uh, Quentin Nelson's about the only reliable one. Um, the other ones are just so so hit and miss. And Pinter and Pryor have been mostly missed. But the Colts have done a good job of, of slowing Henry down in recent years. Usually, it's A.J. Brown that's kind of been the difference maker. So, I'm excited to see what we do without A.J. Brown.
0: <laughs> Chicago at the New York Giants. The only point total in the entire slate that's under 40 <laughs> points, Pierre. 40 <laughs> points.
1: this, hey. this is... One of these teams are going to be three and one, so keep that in mind. All <laughs> well.
0: right, ah, ah, I know. I had I had buddies texting me, well, we could be three and one if we beat the Giants next week." And we got a realistic shot of beating the Giants. I'm like, why would you even want to beat the Giants? I mean, I just don't get it. I I don't I understand it. i I look. I don't want to spend a lot of time on it. You don't play anybody from Chicago except the running back, whichever one's going to end up being healthy. Mm-hmm. And if if one of them if they're both healthy, take the cheaper one. That's what I yeah. tell you to do because uh, Dallas did run the ball a little bit last night against the Giants and if mm-hmm. anything the Bears are leaning heavily on that run uh running attack that they have and, and from the Giants perspective boy I Daniel Jones looks real good Saquon Barkley looks real good I would play both of those guys Sterling Shepard I believe is done for the year probably I don't I didn't see an update on him but he yeah, went I think down it's towards ACL. Yeah, that's terrible. That's terrible news. Uh, because I got a lot of Sterling Shepard all over the place because he was yeah. but but I hate to see that. I don't know what they're gonna do now. They got to get some wide receivers and they're healthy. They they really leaned on the tight end last night, though, a lot, and maybe that's what they'll end up doing again.
1: Yeah, um Bellinger, Bellinger. definitely got some 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 action. Uh their receiver core is tough. I mean, they got Galladay, but something's off there. He's he's not getting on oh, the no. field. When he is, yeah. he's dropping passes, so Ricky uh, Richard James. James, yeah, he's kind of been their <laughs> their main target. He's only he's only four K, so uh, he's in play for sure. You have to watch see if Kadarius Tony or or uh, rookie Rondell Robinson can get back. If so, you know one of those guys, you know, Maybe. could also be in play. Darius Slayton is minimum salary. In the past, he's had yeah. good connection with Daniel Jones. You yes. might see him yes. on the field. Uh, David Sills. The fifth, I believe it's the fifth. David Sills, the fifth, is, is minimum salary, and he's been on the field. So last few weeks, like I think he played sixty six percent of the snaps. Last night uh, he was like ninety percent of the snaps in week two. Uh, so David Sills look awful. Like I don't think he looks very good. But uh, without you know Shepherd, uh, if they're still going to continue to bench Galladay, you could see you know David Sills you know get some action there. He only needs nine points to hit three times the value. He'll open up. You know, obviously salary elsewhere, so wouldn't mind David Sills. And then you mentioned the Bears uh running back uh tandem. So the this the other guy other than Jamal Williams that could really be one of the most popular plays is gonna be Khalil Herbert if Montgomery is ruled out. Montgomery's day to day, uh whereas DeAndre Swiss week to week. Uh so keep that in mind. But if 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 uh, David Montgomery is out, uh Khalil Herbert's gonna be the other chalky play at running back for 5,700.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a Matt Breida game. This game will be over with by the, by halftime for the Giants. They'll be killing the clock. There's not really a lot of fantasy options on this one for me, except for Saquon Barkley. I just can't trust the Montgomery-Herbert connection there yet. Uh, I, I wouldn't mind if Herbert was the only back there. And uh, well, Both from defenses Chicago.
1: are rather, gee, yeah. I mean, 3,100, 2,700. So if you do feel like it's going to be a stinker, you might want to have one of the defenses.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a real big stinker. Um, I was going to t- say this though. The Herbert was if out there on waiver wires, he may be one of those guys you do want to pick up. Uh, mm-hmm. The Bears really wanted Herbert to start to take over that job a little bit from Montgomery. I don't know why. Ibrahulus just kind of liked him. It was all the the sound coming out of Hallis Hall this off season though. I'll tell you that. So they were mm-hmm. really excited to see that. In Chicago. All right, uh, we got the next one here. We got Jacksonville versus Philadelphia. That's what makes that Tennessee-Indianapolis game so so important because the Jacksonville Jaguars here are sitting <laughs> on top of that division. It's uh, it's unbelievable. So that's really an important game that we're talking about with Tennessee and Indianapolis. But this Jacksonville-Philadelphia game, uh, this point total is at forty-eight points right now, Pierre, and that seems a little bit low. Maybe that's because of the weather that may be there. But these two teams have been getting a lot of it done. And let's not forget. A little revenge factor for Doug Peterson okay. heading back into Philadelphia on this one. So that team's gonna be pumped and ready to play. And man, you could play Jalen. You get there's a lot of stacking going on here.
1: There could be. So I, I know the Eagles are gonna be popular. We we talked about Jalen Hurts. He's he's been amazing so far this year. A guy I just missed on. Um, I just wasn't too impressed with with him. I thought a lot of his his touchdowns were kind of in garbage time or, or you know, vulturing from the running back. But so far this year, he's he's been legit. Um, he's going to be popular at 8,200, and uh, it's pretty easy to stack him up. He's got three main, main guys he throws to, uh, being A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, who had a monster game, uh, 33.9 fantasy points. I know our guy J.B. Berry was all over him last week, so good call from J.B. there. Uh, and then the other one's going to be at tight end with Dallas Goddard. Um, but you mentioned the Jags, and they might be legit. You know, Urban Meyer's gone. You mentioned the, the Doug Peterson revenge factor. They shut out my coats. They only gave up 10 to the Chargers. Uh, they did struggle a bit with Carson Wentz now all of a sudden. But yeah, uh, the, the Jaguars could be could be sneaky, Um, even from, like, a defensive standpoint. Folks don't want to play them because they've seen how hot, you know, Hurts has started off. But you look at, at 2300. If they can get you, you know, that nine that they got against the Chargers, you'll be perfectly happy with that. Um, then to bring back, obviously, they got a couple guys on the offensive side of the ball. Christian Kirk, you know, looking like he's worth that money that they paid him. Uh, a lot of running jokes about how much they gave him, but he's yeah. been really good <laughs> so far this year. Uh, six catches in, in three straight games. He's seen, you know, nine, six, 12 targets, basically 20 fantasy points per uh, for him. Zay Jones, who came over from the Raiders, Looking really good. You know, saw 11 targets, caught 10 for 85 in the touchdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, last week, he's only 4,200 as a bring-back option. Marvin Jones, you know, he's still alive. He, he's still solid, too. Yeah. Uh, he's seen five-plus targets. So, a lot of options to bring back if you do decide to, to stack Hurts and the Eagles. And then even one of the running backs, uh, James Robinson's the only one that can apparently recover from Achilles injuries. He's been great <laughs> so far through three weeks. Uh, And then Etienne solid as well, but this is a pretty good game. The total's low because Vegas doesn't like Jacksonville right now. They're only projected for 20.8. Rest Philly themselves are projected for 27.3. So all the the points are coming from the Philly side. So, again, if you do stack uh, the Eagles, there are quite a few options on Jacksonville's side of the ball, including Evan Ingram at tight end, who I didn't bring up.
0: Yeah, and, and you know, I, I mentioned Doug Peterson having a revenge game against Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. I think Jalen Hurts might have a... a, yeah, well, I a guess Doug know. Peterson. Yeah, he, he, might, he might have something to prove. Uh-huh. I, so, boy, that that is going... Uh, I'm looking at Jalen Hurts naked right now is what I'm doing. Too.
1: <laughs> Could maybe phrase that a little differently, but well, I, oh, I know what you it. meant. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's all in DFS context, my friend. It's a DFS context. I, said I know
1: what you meant. I just, <laughs> just... In case the listeners got a little... Record-breaking.
0: <laughs> oh, just My good. Joe Flacco. I think he's leading the NFL in passing <laughs> yards right now is what he's doing, Pierre. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty yeah. close.
1: He's, he's, pretty- he's, he's up there. He's elite. The record's not elite, but
0: he's elite Um, Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah I think he's the heir apparent to Tom Brady in uh, Tampa Bay is what he is Uh, Joe Flacco, though, uh, I don't know if he's going to be playing this game Or Zach Wilson, I I haven't heard the latest, Pierre And and my question is, and I guess you want to get to that youth movement and everything But, man, I don't think Joe Flacco's played to be benched, it doesn't feel like it I guess it's Zach Wilson's job to lose
1: He'll get benched.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know, I, know. When
1: I you know. he had the one comeback against the the Browns, but he's been pretty pretty poor. Even though he's thrown for, you know, almost three hundred yards every game, he's he's been pretty poor, uh, honestly, if we're being completely honest. So they'll they'll definitely turn to to Zach Wilson if he's ready. Uh, that's news to watch, obviously, as the the week goes by because Week Four was kind of projection uh, for when Wilson could be back. Um, so if that's the case, then they're both the same salary. So DraftKings did a good job of, you know, not giving a discount on either one, regardless of who starts. But a I, well, I mean, go serviceable, but yeah, Wilson will get the job if he's ready.
0: It's kind of scary for me because we've been putting Wilson in there. We've been trying to put Elijah Moore in there. Corey Davis has been a pretty popular play as far as week to week goes mm-hmm. uh, from from for me. But I, I'm a little bit scared to put Wilson in there. I'm not sure. Uh, if I remember correctly, it was Corey Davis who seemed to have that great connection with him. I'm, I don't think I'm playing a Wilson or an Elijah Moore this week. I think I'll roll with Corey Davis if if he does play.
1: Yeah, he'll save you the money, but I think you got to go with more Wilson. Eileen Wilson, uh, you look at his targets, 8, 14, and 10, and that's he's not even playing as many snaps as the other two guys. So right. when he's on the field the ball's heading his way, now that could change, obviously, if Zach Wilson's back in the fold. So... He may be more uh, Elijah, more heavy. But as of right now, I think DraftKings is priced it right. With Wilson, then more than Davis, as that's, that's the pecking order I would prefer.
0: Okay, and Brees Hall looks like he's taking over the running back role there, and at least last week it kind of flip flops week to week. But he looks like he's ready to take take a hold of that against the against the Pittsburgh Steelers this week for the Jets. I I, I don't know. I I I wonder. I I've just stayed away from this game because I'd like to put Conklin in there too. He's at thirty six hundred, and he's been getting really? a ton of targets and everything. But man, I, I just I don't know what's going to happen with Zach Wilson.
1: Yeah, if it's Zach Wilson, it's this question mark. You may have to wait and see. If it's Flacco, then yeah, I mean, roll out Conklin. He's yeah. been great for him. He's he's only thirty six hundred, as you mentioned, seven plus targets all three weeks. Uh, Brees Hall, he he looks like he had the burst. Um, he played fifty one compared to forty nine percent of the snaps. So they only played two more snaps uh, last week. So we'll we'll see if that trend continues. But there's there's options. Uh, for the Jets. I don't know if you would want to actually stack up either side of this game. No, that's 40 and a one half, off, yeah. If you want a one-off, then for sure there's there's options from, from both yeah, sides, I'm honestly. Sitting,
0: I'm sitting here talking about it. I didn't mention that it was a 40 and a half point total. <laughs> that's just, a that's just barn burner. <laughs> Arizona and Carolina, you talk about a team that's been disappointing. Well, DJ hold on, hold on, been... hold
1: on. Najee what? Harris. You okay. play Najee Harris at 6-700. You can play Deontay Johnson at 6-K. You can play Friar Move. Uh, At 4,200, if you want to roll
0: out Steelers, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's a good point. Arizona at Carolina, this one's 44 points. DJ Moore's been really, really disappointing. I don't know if he's got a squeaky wheel in him or not, but if if he had one, (laughs) look, maybe he needs to call in OBJ's dad to come down there and have a little talk (laughs) (laughs) with, with the Carolina Panthers or something. But, man, this is following him around. I don't mind stacking up the Arizona... Uh, Cardinals in this one. They, they're they just one of those teams, man, that they can run around. I, I don't like the weather. Once again, it looks like rain in this mm-hmm. one. I, I think I'm staying in domes this week, Pierre. I think I'm going to stay in domes.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm, I may. It depends on the Baltimore Buffalo game. That might be the one that that leans me outdoors. But yeah. yeah, Arizona could have some some value as well. So Kyler hasn't been Kyler, but you look at his his situation with pass catchers. He did target you know, Marquise Hollywood Brown quite a bit, 17 targets. Uh, he caught 14 for 140. So you look at A.J. Green, probably going to be out. He hurt his knee uh, around the second quarter of that game. Rondo Moore hasn't seen the field yet. So if both of those guys are out. You can expect heavy targets again uh, to Marquise Brown. You can expect some targets to, to Greg Dortch, Dortch. Who, who got 10 targets himself. Uh, then you might even be able to take a, a punt with one of these cheaper guys if AJ Green's out, if Rondell Moore's still out, either an Andy Isabella uh, there at thirty-three hundred or an Andre uh, Baxilia uh, who I think went down to practice squad, but they'll just call him back up, uh, make him active if if Moore and Green are out again. Mm-hmm. Uh, so keep in mind with with Rondell Moore. So he's a he's a slot. So if he's back, that's going to kind of go into to Greg Dortch. This is going to be the biggest impact there. Uh, whereas A.J. Green is more going to um, impact the other two A's with, with Andy and Andre uh, there on the outside. So that's kind of a pecking order there. Uh, so just keep that in mind, depending on the news that happens with, with Green or Moore. Moore is going to impact Dorch. A.J. Green's going to impact uh, Isabella or Boxelia.
0: Well, oh, uh, uh, Wesley really missed his opportunity this year, didn't he? I mean, hey, come on, Wes, uh, you know I'm pulling for a guy named Wesley on his backside there, and and he really injured and all these opportunities that were there. Don't forget about Zach Hurts, too, stacking that guy up in this one. Yeah. I know he's at forty-seven hundred, but he's getting around ten DraftKings points, so he's a little bit shy of that. But he is, he's just he seems to be the guy that's being looked for down there around the end zone too. Uh, he had ten targets last week, eleven targets the week before that, so he can reach that sixteen point. Mark that we really kind of want to get want them to get to,
1: for sure, for sure. Okay,
0: all right. Uh, what, Nobody else on the other side. We're not stat- putting any Carolina Panthers. I, I, we can't do CMC.
1: He can always play. Okay, uh, I wouldn't this because he's, he's not getting the 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 pass catching volume as he did in the past. That could be a a Baker thing. So that's the one concern because he's rushed for over hundred yards in back to back games. So he's he's still doing decent on the ground. He's just not getting. Uh, the target volume in the passing game. So that be a concern. Then you yeah, have pass catchers again with the, the Baker situation. Uh, he might be a backup next year if he can't figure it out because he's, he's not really doing anything for his, his receivers or his tight end.
0: Not at all. And and well, we don't have to watch commercials anymore with Baker and it doesn't seem like hey, New mean, England.
1: So. Those are good commercials.
0: I like them. Yes. Maybe, maybe <laughs> he needs an acting career, you know, New England <laughs> versus green Bay. Another point total that's way down there. I, I don't, Maybe the Mac Jones news has this like that. I I don't know. Both of these teams keep the clock running. But this is at a a, a 40-and-a-half point total. This looks like it has a Green Bay win written all over it. Man, uh, maybe uh, (laughs) you better hope so.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Actually, we'll be at this game. So uh, last thing I need is for them to lose and have a six-hour drive (laughs) back with uh, an angry, upset wife. So it's Go Pack Go this week.
0: (laughs) Well, you know, here's something. Wherever you look on DraftKings, we got like A. Lazard, J. Myers, D. Parker, R. Cobb, and Aguilor. But Romeo Dobbs, they have put his whole mm-hmm. name in there. Isn't that something? <laughs> I mean, just, just looking at that, what preferential treatment it is. Is that a sign from the DraftKings overlords that we need to play Romeo Dobbs this week, Pierre?
1: I mean, there was a sign with him, you know, really going to work last week against Tampa, who's a good defense. Eight targets, call eight, 73, and a touchdown. Devontae Adams type stack line. So, yeah, uh, really good job. They gave the rookie a chance. And you, you got to feel like, you know, Rodgers will go back to him now after that type of game. Uh, he did see his salary jump 700, but if he's going to be that wide receiver one type of guy for Aaron Rodgers, uh, that's still a pretty good discount on him. Uh, the actual uh, wide receiver one is supposed to be Lazard. He, he's still there, 6,200, but I think you would rather go down to, to dubs there. Uh, Both running backs are in play. Uh, Which one? I don't know. Probably the cheaper one. (laughs) If I had to pick one, that'd be Dylan at at 6K. But you look at the fact that they're 10.5 point favorites. uh, That means that Vase expects them to to really be in control of this game. If so, they could be, you know, just run, excuse me, just run the ball out, run the clock out uh, there in the the second half. So one of the running backs could have a bigger game. And then at tight end, I actually like uh, Bobby Tunyon this week. Uh, 3,500. Saw seven targets himself, so he was second in targets behind dubs. So keep that in mind there. Uh, we just saw uh, the Patriots get torched by Mark Andrews. Obviously, Mark Andrews is a lot better of a tight end, but you look at this, this situation here, if they're going to struggle with tight ends, uh, Robert Tunyon at 3,500 playing 70-plus percent of the snaps with Aaron Rodgers uh, in play for me uh, yep. this game.
0: And, and let's not forget a Ramondi Stevenson or even a Harris. I don't know which one you'd want to play. Maybe you'd want to play Stevenson nah, instead of the other guy. Yeah, well, and and the Green Bay Packers have been vulnerable to the run. I know Leonard Fournette didn't back up his words last week, but two two games ago the Bears were able to run it, but the Bears seem to be that run-first team. But so are the New England Patriots. They're going to have to li- really lean heavily mm-hmm. on that with Brian Hoyer back <laughs> there. I, I, you may not like it, Pierre. I I. I
1: Okay. Brian Hoyer's awful. Like well, he's so bad. I think he's better in the Patriot system, but he was he was a backup here. Um, I think behind Burset, and he just stunk. And in addition, the the Packers defense just plays so much better at Lambeau. Uh, they average about eleven points from a fantasy perspective at home compared to three on the road. They're at home. I just I don't see it happening. If so, again, I I could be driving home, you know, depressed <laughs> and sad. But oh, no. I just expected Packers to really. Put their, their their foot on the throat here. And if you can get up to them at 4,100, uh, you might want to play their defense as well. So
0: Okay. And that that to me then sounds like the grounded out, pounding out A.J. Dillon kind of a game yeah. whenever it gets into the second half. So maybe that's the right play. And and maybe we'll even have a uh, Bailey Zapey, a Bailey Zapi game <laughs> there, there for go. the New England Patriots. Maybe.
1: Dillon will be, uh, just so you mentioned it, he'll be contrarian too. So if you have guys like Jamal Williams at 6,100, Khalil Herbert at 5,700. Everybody's going to flock for those guys. So someone, you know, like a Dylan at 6K could go under, under own, under rostered and have a bigger game uh, point total. Cause at that point, all you need is for him to outscore those two guys in your set. You don't need him to, to do a bunch, just outscore those two guys who everyone else has and you are already got a leg up on the field.
0: Denver at the Las Vegas Raiders. That's the last game. Another dome game. This one's at forty-six <laughs> points. Uh, uh-huh. It looks like it looks like it'll be every bit of forty-six points. In, in my opinion, I don't like either one of these defenses necessarily. Uh, so at some point, this, this stuff has to start clicking for Devontae Adams. I know that Derek Carr went to school college with Mac Collins, but I just don't think that. <laughs> no, wait, I got that confused. backwards. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, what this backfield for Denver is the thing that I would really want to capitalize on but right now it's still just a 50-50 shot it seems like.
1: Yeah, I mean I still go Javante. he's the he's the most talented. I feel out of those two. I know they're getting Melvin Gordon involved, they're not going to stop uh which I don't get but I mean you, you see a little bit it, it started the the year like 58% to 41, 65 to 32, then all of a sudden that game against the Niners it got a little closer so that's that's concerning, uh, but I still think Javante is the more talented back. Uh, if you can get to the eight hundred, you can. Uh, at receiver, it seems to be the the and Sutton show. So mm-hmm. um, I definitely look at him. Seven targets, eleven targets, ten targets. Seems to be Russ's favorite weapon. That was even with Judy back. Uh, so Corton Sutton will be in play. Raiders side, it's tough, man. It's it's tough. Um, yep. I mean, Devontae Adams is Devontae Adams, but. You know maybe it was more Aaron Rodgers than people realize. Maybe even I, I realized because I, I felt like Devontae was probably the best receiver in the game, and you know, that looks like it's Cooper Cup <laughs> right now. And obviously, he still has his quarterback, um, but they got to figure something out. Oh, and three, I'm not upset because you know, Josh McDaniels and his his history with the coach, so mm-hmm. good for them being 0 for three, but <laughs> uh, they, they got to get better. Uh, something's going to have to change, whether it be McDaniels, Carr, something's going to happen. If they don't get better out in Las Vegas, being the the big, you know, Vegas franchise now. Uh watch Renfro, uh see where he's at from a concussion standpoint. Uh he's only fifty three hundred if he's back. But Mac Collins only came up, you know, what, eight, nine hundred, but he's still in good shape at forty two hundred. He saw eight plus targets the last two games. Waller will always be in play as well. But I mean, they don't need him for that jump ball anymore. Now nah, they got Mac Collins down in the red zone. So uh, one of these teams will have to win. Uh, AFC West, everyone thought was going to be the the best division, not not shaping up. I think they all lost to the AFC South uh, last week, uh, except for obviously the Texans and the Bears. So keep that in mind. But one of these teams are going to have to win. i I probably lean the Raiders getting off this night because Nathaniel Hackett kind of looks incompetent as a coach. Um, but there's some players in, in play just because of the talent that they possess.
0: I agree with you, Pierre. As you start to uh, g- uh, get a lineup built for us here, real mm-hmm. quick, I'll remind everybody to go ahead and uh, make sure you subscribe, make sure you like you know, all those things that you can do on whatever listening platform you like to listen to the show on. Share it with your friends as we take this early look around the NFL and on this DraftKings slate. And don't forget about that DraftKings DFS Dreamer contest that we put on each and every week. We attach it over here to the. Well, not not to the show, but over to the Twitter handle. You can find me at Loafinit over on Twitter. You can find Pierre at Pee 31 And you can follow the show at FI Today with a little underscore. I try to put that on there and attach it to this tweet as it goes out. And I try to pin that uh tweet, the show tweet on either one of those, Loafinit or Fit uh, F-I-T today. Uh, handle Twitter handles. All right, Pierre, let's go. Let's go. Quarterback time. Uh, I don't know which quarterback I'm trying to read your mind and I can't tell which quarterback you like more. Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, or Jalen Hurts.
1: It's it's going to be one of those three. It'll probably be one of those three for the majority of the season. I'm not going to okay. overthink it anymore, but I'm going to go Josh Allen here. Uh, he's the highest price at 8,400, but I mean, I just love his upside. He's got the, the rushing ability as well, if necessary. Thirty plus, you know, in three straight, so that that still be three times at his salary. Um, so there's a couple of ways. We're gonna go ahead and put in Diggs. I think you you need to have Diggs. I'm not again gonna get cute, so I'm gonna go with his his best receiver. I know he has the questionable mark, but a lot of that was just from the the cramping that happened in the heat of Miami. So give me Diggs. Kind of torn on if I want to bring it back with uh, with McKenzie or or with Singletary. I think I like the running back value a little better. So give me uh, Isaiah McKenzie. So Allen Diggs McKenzie uh, bringing it back at tight end with Mark Andrews. Going to just pay up for him at, at 7,100. I feel like Ooh, we uh, ain't got anybody like, left <laughs> <Pierre. laughs> here. Where, biggest, biggest thing. So uh, at running back, I'm going to go one game. I like both running backs in this game. Mentioned it earlier. 50 point total. Uh, give me Rashard Penny at 4,900 against Detroit. And then assuming DeAndre Swift is out, give me Jamal Williams on the other side at 6,100. Was hoping I could get to to Cooper. I don't have the money to get to Cooper, so maybe a different build will get me to Amari Cooper. But I'll go uh, opposite him, again, playing about 88% of the snaps himself. Give me Dottie Peoples-Jones at 4K uh, against this Falcon secondary that's just gotten beat up all year. Um, Leaves me a couple spots. I'll go down. I'll take the Titans against my coats just because our offensive line stinks. At uh, 2,500, so give me the Titans. And then, again, I'll be at Lambeau. I always like to have a player uh, in the lineup while I'm at the game so I can root them <laughs> on loudly. So give me Bobby Tunyon uh, and the Flex to, to double tight end oh. at
0: 3,500. Oh, I, I okay. All right. So you're going to do that to me. Okay, yeah, I see how I it is.
1: Josh Allen or Sharp Penny. Jamal Williams, Stefan Diggs, Isaiah McKenzie, Donovan Peoples Jones, Mark Andrews, Robert Tunyon, Titans defense.
0: Okay, all right, that, that looks like it works. Uh, I think that that 4K mark might be able to mix it up a little bit there with with mm-hmm. some other players as I look down that 4K mark. But I like that lineup, Pierre, because you got all the big dogs in there, and the big dogs always seem to eat. Always seem to, unless your name is Justin <laughs> Jefferson. Last week, I definitely oh, <laughs> boy, no, boy. What in the world was going on there? Hey, Pierre, great job. I appreciate you always making time to walk us through this uh, DraftKings lineup on a Tuesday afternoon, and it really gets our minds going towards that Sunday slate. So I appreciate it, buddy.
1: Hey, thanks for having me. Looking forward to a big week four. All right, week number four. We're looking
0: forward to you. Don't forget to follow the show at FI today with a little underscore. You can follow Pierre at Peewee31. Send some questions his way. He'll always like that. You can also leave those questions on any of the show handles or whenever you like, you subscribe over there. You can leave a question, comment, concern on there as well. Hit those five stars around if you don't mind doing so. Pierre loves to see those stars. He loves to get those comments. He loves to get concerns about me as well. He loves that. (laughs) Don't forget to follow me at Loafinit, and we do want to encourage you to find a way, uh, DFS Dreamer family, to go out there and make a positive impact in somebody's life today. How how did my opening go, Pierre? Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. There you go, there you go. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome to this edition of the DFS Dreamer podcast here on the Fantasy Impact Today Network